This is Smarter Marks of Wrestling. Let's make kayfabe great again. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Smarter Marks of Wrestling. I'm your host, Khaled. Joining me today, as always, Javier, Donald. What's going on, guys? What's going on? <laughs> Not too much, man. Oh, you still crack. We, we can't even be on live for like like a good minute. You're already cracking up because of a joke we told before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Dude. You know, this we'll, we'll start- a clown, bro. <laughs> we're going to start off with that then. That's what we're going to do. We're going to kick things off with that that very comment. So the the big news really is that uh, from TLC through rumored WrestleMania right now, the Thunderdome is going to be moved to Tropicana Field, uh, the home of the Tampa Bay Rays. And of course, Javi with his infinite wisdom. Hold on. Should... Hey, where do the where do the lightning play? Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Um. Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> bro! Think about it, bro. You bring the thunder. You got lightning. Just, just can't bring it together, can't. bro. Just you got Roman Reigns. Just can't. Oh my God. <laughs> This is how we're gonna kick it off. Yeah, I'm gonna, then, I'm gonna, and, and then you can put uh, Tony Storm on Smack on on, on SmackDown. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna chalk it up to you. And still- on top of that, oh. Hurricane just got hired back. <laughs> <laughs> Some natural disasters, bro. I'm gonna chalk it up to all that turkey he had yesterday, man. <laughs> it, it's still affecting them somehow. But speaking of Hurricane getting hired back, um, Hurricane and Fit Finley are both back in WWE as, as producers. Um, they should have went to AEW. Look, man, if you're going to start this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not starting I'm not starting anything. I'm just telling you what the consensus is online. I mean, well, Hurricane Helms was there in AEW for, for a bit. You know, people were saying he's going to be happy there. And then where is he, he now? Quick check. <laughs> I mean, he got that paycheck and went out real fast. Yep. But it's what we all, were all speculating was going to happen when all these releases happened earlier in the year. When the you know when the pandemic first hit, was this was a business move by WWE to kind of free up some money just in case the pandemic pandemic is worse. You know, puts them in a worse situation than what they what everyone expected it to be. You know. Um, a lot of companies were doing it. It wasn't just WWE. A lot of companies were laying off people because they were not sure what was going to happen because of the pandemic. I mean, for all we know, it could have been a spot where WWE may not have been able to hold shows at all. Uh, what would they have done then? They would have been out millions. I mean, shoot, they've been out hundreds of millions of dollars because they wouldn't have been able to fulfill their contractual obligations to, to like Fox and USA. So those layoffs were in a sense, a, a business move. And I'm pretty sure a lot a lot of sensible people understood that. But the loudest people, unfortunately, did not understand that. I mean, we, we all saw uh, it. They, they understood. They just was quick to, you know, attack Vince, attack WWE. I mean, at the end of the day, we all say it's business. You got to make business moves, make business decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, damn. I mean, that's the other thing. A lot of these guys are, are producers and road agents because of all the traveling, the house shows, and everything that they have to do. 
when you're no longer doing house shows and you're no longer touring and no longer traveling, you don't need all these road agents. You don't need all these producers. So for WWE, it was, I mean, I understand it's a tough, it's a tough call to make, but sometimes the betterment of your company and make sure other people are still able to work. You, you kind of have to make those tough decisions. Um, but like you're saying, Donald, I mean, some people, they just want to be ignorant to the facts, you know? Oh man. Yeah. But let's see. So this week, this past week we had survivor series. We, um, we, man. Oh yeah. We're just going to jump straight into the survivor series recap here. So, for me, watching Survivor Series, I thought it was a solid show start to finish outside of a couple couple questions. Not, not so much questionable, but a couple slow points. And, and unfortunately, one of the slowest points of the, of the night for me was actually the men's Survivor Series match, where it, you could tell the, like the lack of, almost, almost like the lack of build of rivalry between the two shows. It just, it just did not feel like a, I don't know. It just didn't feel like a regular, like how the past survivor series matches have felt to me. I don't know what your guys' thoughts on it are, but that's just my thought on that, on that opening match, at least. Javi, Donald, what was the opening match again? The opening match was the men's survivor series match. So team raw versus team SmackDown. Um, where raw actually finished with a clean sweep over them. Uh, five Oh, um, we had Seth Rollins get eliminated first by, <laughs> you know, okay. So that was one interesting thing in that match was people were talking about people as in one guy who like, we just don't talk about this oh, guy God. much, but anyway, he was so mad. Like, he was so, not so mad. He was like, Oh, that was such a stupid thing for them to do in that match. I'm like, it, it's, it's evolved. It's continuing the character build of Seth Rollins where he's like, it's for the greater good. And he gets eliminated. I mean, just looking at how Seth was walking down to the ring and everything like that, he didn't. He did not look like somebody that wanted to be there. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like walking out of the ring, like, "Damn, I really got to do this match." Yeah, yeah it was pretty like, obvious. Like, I don't like none of these guys right now. Like, what do I got to be here? What What I don't understand is people preach uh, they want more realistic, uh, sports like feel, or they want stuff to make sense. Seth Rollins is probably the smallest guy in the entire matchup, and he got eliminated first. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but that shit just makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have to also have to look at all the stuff that happened with Seth Rollins over like the past couple of weeks. You know, he his disciple stabbed him in the back, essentially, then beat him on SmackDown. So he's going into this match like confused about where he's going in life, so to say. You know, like kayfabe wise. So he's like, you know what? Just just finish me off. It's, it's for the it's for the greater good. And yeah, he, he's a top talent, though. He he should win every match that he's in, just like all the other top talent. You know, you, you kind of have a all point the there because talent. remember he beat Brock Lesnar at like twenty five percent. Yeah. So <laughs> meaning that with his uh, gimmick change, and you know, um, everything that's going on with him, like. I don't know. Like, I feel like he should. I feel like his base now mm-hmm. should be two hundred and twenty-five percent at all times. <laughs> because there's people that can't beat Brock Lesnar at a hundred percent. You know, and he beat him at twenty. I, Twenty-five is a little generous. I'm gonna go with twenty. You're gonna go with twenty. Let's go eighteen. Eighteen percent. 
<laughs> we still on this show. Mind you, hit it. You expect hit him with a frog splash. <laughs> you expect me to believe. Man, if I'm getting into a fist fight with somebody who has a, a bum knee, I don't expect him to jump off the wall and, and roundhouse kick me the way that. Uh, what was that dude in the UFC? Um, I know, I know what you're talking about. It was in uh, it was in WEC that it happened. Anthony Pettis. Yeah. 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 The show, the showtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if somebody's got a bum knee, they shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, you have a point. Wasn't it early in the match he hit the frog splash off the top rope through the announce table as well? Well, not only that, before the match even started, Lesnar beat the shit out of him before the match (laughs) even started. Yeah, so so really that 18% is more like like 5% because he got beat down even more. He went into the match at 18 and got beat down even worse. He he must have hit the the, the nitrous fruit for when he did that frog splash. Off the top rope through the uh, announce table, but even that—that that should have taken a lot out of him. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is the way he's been built up, Seth Rollins' base is 225. percent Yeah, so he shouldn't have been eliminated so early then. Right. But that's the thing—he he he did the job. He laid down and took the pinfall. Now, but, but that's bad business. Though. <laughs> there were a couple. There were a couple points in that. There was one point in particular in that match that I was just. I think I messaged you guys. I'm like, "What the hell is Team SmackDown doing?" It was Kevin Owens was laid on the laid out on the mat and he was getting pinned, and you just watched J- uh, is, is Jimmy. I can I never remember which one. Jay. Man. Jay. Jay. Jay's just there, like watching him. Like, should I go break up the pinfall? Or should I just watch him get pinned? I'm like, bro, it, are are you not trying to win this match? Like, get in there, break logic, man. Just just. Logic, like if, if you were to tell me, okay, he got like knocked out outside the ring and he couldn't get back in the ring in time, but this fool was like halfway in the ring, like watching the pinfall happen. He's like, I'm I'm just gonna watch it happen. I'm not gonna stop it. I'm just gonna watch it happen. Like to me, that's one of the things that I wish. Like I know it's something small. It's it's really small in that match in that match. But I, I just thought it was kind of stupid how how it made SmackDown look stupid. Almost as bad as how remember when we we're talking about uh, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss in the Kendo Stick on the Pole match? Correct. It was almost as bad as that. You what know, was that? Like, if if I ever got a chance to talk to Bailey, <clears throat> I would love to ask her that question. You know, <laughs> when when Alexa said, "Hey, go up and get and get the Kendo Stick," I'm gonna let you get it so you can beat the shit out of me, even though I'm. Trying to re- retain the title that I beat you for a month ago, and Bailey was like, "Okay, you're the dumb one. I'm about to go get that Kindle stick." I-, I would love to ask her what what was going through her head as, as a competitor being told, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So k kayfabe wise, to me, that was just kind of stupid for for them to just sit there like, "Yeah, we're just gonna watch Ko get pinned and eliminated here, not not do anything." And then the best part was not even not long after that, I can't remember who it was. I think it was, um, I want to say it was AJ Styles was getting pinned. And what does Team Raw do? They break up the pinfall. So I'm like, all right, so Raw is definitely smarter than SmackDown here in this situation. That's kind of smart. And then yeah. wasn't Raw supposed to be the most dysfunctional? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, working together still. Like Raw was super functional during that match. 
then what was it? They hugged it out at like Sheamus and um and Braun hugged at the end. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, what is going yeah. on here, guys? Oh man. But yeah, that 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 men's match was a bit of a disappointment. I understand now why it went on first. <laughs> you know, like th- there's yeah, some matches that get put on pre-show, and you're like, why is it on pre-show? That match should have been on the main main show. I think the men's match should have been pre-showed. <laughs> yeah, t- to me, there was too many um, too many variables in that match. Just you know, you, it's like you have like if like if somebody said, "Hey, uh, build me." Um, a great starting five basketball team and mm-hmm. somebody names like all guards. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're all fantastic players, but I mean, it's, if you got five guards on the, on the court, you know, you got no big man. Who's gonna be Batista? Almost on a weekly basis, was getting jumped. Was getting jumped by uh, Big Show and Kane. Boy, you know I remember that. That survival. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, think about how hyped you were for that for that match. Like the build to it was so great and everything. The mat, like the build to the match was great. Um, I just, I just feel like some of the past Survivor Series have kind of been a letdown in the builds to them. You know, like they, they just don't feel the same. You know. I don't know if you yeah. guys get the same feel. Um, the no, only I three I can agree. remember, uh, the the only three I can remember that had some good build to it was obviously the one in two thousand five. Uh-huh. Um, well, you know for sure the one in two thousand one as well. Uh, oh yeah. After the alliance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did I, I did enjoy two thousand four because they uh they really did a good job of uh you know. Building the teams up for the SmackDown match and the the Raw match, and then they had um, some stuff happen afterwards. Like every person that won on Randy Orton's team in 2004, mm-hmm. um, each person would get a title shot. You know, um, one person would get it one week, the other person would get it the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, uh, of course, 2014. That one was really good with. Uh, but that wasn't Raw versus SmackDown, though. That was, um, you know, like a super show. But there was a lot of build-up to it. Team Cena versus Team Authority. Yeah, yeah. And Bro, then, and the ending course, to that one, man. Sting coming out? I mean, come on. Yeah, that was money. Um, but but the, the, the whole match itself was really good. It's oh, like yeah. I, I, I tell, you know, wrestling fans all the time, you can do anything you want in wrestling as long as the stuff makes sense. So if somebody says... Well, how are you going to have Mark Henry, who's been killing people, 
you know, for the past two, three years, get eliminated in, in five seconds. Easy. You have him get knocked out by the, the a guy that's bigger than him in the in the match. Uh, Big Show just punched him in the face, and that was it. Mark Henry ran in. Big Show punched him. One, two, three. That shit made sense. Yeah, I and think... And then the... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, go ahead, go ahead. I'll talk after. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, 2016 Survivor Series was really good as well. The the men's matchup, uh, Raw versus SmackDown, where um, who ended up winning? I think it was Orton and Bray Wyatt eliminated Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns uh, at the end. Yeah, that was a really good match. Long. It was. It was almost an hour long. Uh, the men's zone. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was fifty. I'm looking at all the all of them right now as you call them out. That was a uh, 52 minutes and 55 seconds long. That was a long match. Good God. Yeah. And the first elimination didn't come until like the 16th minute. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about that match was, even though it made sense, it made Kevin Owens look weak as a champion the way he got eliminated. He grabbed Jericho's list and beat AJ Styles upside the head with it. He got disqualified. <laughs> And I'm just like, man, you know, all this goofy, corny shit every week during Kevin Owens' title reign leading up to that match, that's okay and everything, but he's the champion on the men's team. He should have he either had a better showing or uh, gotten eliminated uh, better than that. That was just pathetic in my opinion. That was really the only problem I had with that match. Oh, wow. Hold up. Hold the phone here. Did that really happen? So the 2017 Survivor Series, I didn't realize John Cena was in that match. I, I don't recall him being in that match. Good God. 2017? Yeah. yeah. He was, uh, that was here in Houston. Yeah. Um, who was it? Uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon? Yeah. They were looking for a fifth person. And at that point, uh, Cena had made himself a free agent. Like it was, it was dumb. His reasoning was, you know, he doesn't ha- he doesn't know how long he has left, so he wants to compete with the best competition. So he became a free agent, so he could go back and forth from Raw and SmackDown. Well, anyway, um, they needed a fifth person for Team SmackDown, and they picked John Cena because he was a free agent. They did a good job of like uh, following up with that. With uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Stephanie McMahon getting really upset with Kurt Angle. Saying mm-hmm. why wasn't John Cena on your on your list of people to join mm-hmm. Team Raw? See, what I remember that year mostly for was how pissed off you and I got when Becky got eliminated, like in the first three minutes. Yeah, that that really uh ruined the pay per view for for at least like the first hour, honestly. Yeah, like I I wasn't even really into the uh, the New Day versus Shield match. It it wasn't that great to me. Yeah, and then. Wait, hold on. Okay. Now I remember why I was even more pissed off about that match. You had Alicia Fox in that match last longer than <laughs> than Becky. <laughs> you know, I, I think the reason why they did that was because Becky ended up leaving and she, she got attacked by uh, Ruby Riot, uh, the, the, the Riot Squad. Huh. And then she was off TV for, uh, for a little while. And I think that was because she went to go film that movie, um, The Marine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so you had Alicia Fox, Tamina. Yeah, Alicia Fox and Tamina last longer than uh, <laughs> and Becky. 
And Becky was the captain. Dang. No, no, she wasn't the captain. Why am I reading that? SmackDown Captain Lynch was the first eliminated. Wait, 2017? Oh, 2016. Yeah. She wasn't the captain. 2017. 2017. <laughs> I remember that. I think everyone was pissed like after yeah. that after that match, man. <laughs> yeah, like I I I I literally got it. I don't I, I didn't I didn't care that there were kids around me. I was like, what the fuck? Are you are you fucking serious? And Khaled had that look like like Khaled had the look on his face like he was a Seahawks fan, and Russell Wilson just threw the ball instead of giving so, it to okay. Because this is this is this is what happened, right, Donald? Every time we went to a show, Becky Lynch would be there, but she'd never be in a match. It'd always be like she'd do a promo and that's it, right? Or she'd yeah. be a manager on the outs. She was she would she didn't have a match. This was the first time we were going to get to see Becky in a match, it, like live. So we're like, I miss the first. This is it's fine. We finally get to see Becky in a match live. This is going to be awesome. And she gets eliminated. We're like, wait, what? <laughs> what, what just happened here? That's disappointing. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. The, the, the very first time we saw her was uh, at Night of Champions, and she was ringside when Charlotte won the Divas title. <laughs> uh, and then after she lost the... Uh, what was it? Um, I think we saw on SmackDown a couple times. Yeah, a- after she lost the title to Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. uh, she went out there and... Um, Talked a little bit of shit, and then she was just left in the ring after the after Alexa left, and then uh, was it um was it another pay per view? I can't even remember. Oh, and then I I I think that happened, and we were just like, oh, shit at me, bro. <laughs> and and then when we saw her at WrestleMania, she was in the uh, the pre show, which mm-hmm. I guess it counts as a match, but it was just like seriously. Just can't catch a break, man. Just can't catch a break. Uh, okay, so let's move on here. So after the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown on the men's side, Street Profits and New Day delivered, man. They delivered a match. Like that, that match was great. Uh, Street Profits got the win. New, you know, either team could have gotten the win, I'd have been fine with it. But there are people out there who are saying, oh, yeah, the Street Profits needed that win. They had to win that match. That, you know, it's more important for them mm. to win than the New Day. I'm like, Why? really? With Not the- really, but okay. Like, <laughs> with, the, with the performance that both of them put on, it didn't matter who won that match, man. It was a great match. Either team winning would have been perfectly fine. But, but well, why did the Street Profits need to win that match? That's what I don't understand. People, uh, that's you know, you bring up a good point. I don't understand why people say, "Oh, this per this person has to win this match." Like they need, they need this win. Or and if they lose, like, well, oh, why did why couldn't they give them the win? Why why did this person lose over that? I'm like, look, man. Um, sometimes you sometimes a loss might actually push you further than a win. I mean, I I get it to an extent, you know, if stories are are being told or if somebody's on an extremely dominant run. Um, But, I mean, this is is brand versus brand. Like, they're not in a rivalry together. Hell, they they switched titles a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're two face teams. I don't don't get how Street Profits needed to win that match. I mean, if you want to talk about... I'm sorry, go ahead. I want to say they didn't. They both went in as champions. After the match was over with, they both went out as champions. 
they gave each other respect. Like no momentum was hindered. If anything, when New Day goes back onto their show, they'll be like, "Oh, y'all losing y'all's touch," but that's about it. I mean, I don't see anything else that could have benefited for the Street Profits wins or loss. I mean, if they yeah. would have lost, they could have been like, "Oh, y'all took the New Day to the limit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like no matter how you look at it, like with how the match went, I mean, with with the spots that both teams were doing, with the with the story that was told during the match and everything like that, either team winning would have been perfectly fine. Neither team had to win that match. You know, I think that's the concept that some people don't understand. It's like you could you can make someone look good and they still lose the match. You know, you, you don't have to win every single match. So like like you said, unless you're telling the story of someone being on an undefeated streak or something like that, yeah. But other than that, you you don't have to win every single match unless you're counting wins and losses. <sighs> Too soon. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like I said, I, I've always, you know, this is one of my big criticisms with WWE is sometimes they, um, like, all they have to do is say one thing or shoot one promo or do one segment to kind of take something and like wrap it all up. And okay, cool, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, if just say that if if the Street Profits won, they're like. Holy crap, we just beat one of the greatest tag teams of all time. If they lose, they're like, hey, we lost to one of the greatest tag teams of all time. You know, mm-hmm. and then vice versa. Um, yeah, I think. They... Oh, yeah, because cause I'm not going to be a fan anymore. Because <laughs> they're not going to be entertaining anymore had they lost that match. Yeah. I didn't realize that's how it worked. I mean, it, it, it's how it's how it works in some people's eyes, man. Um, well, with that being said, I feel like Sami Zayn needed to win because you know. No, they didn't because you know you know why he didn't need to win that match because it continues his story that he's being that's being told of is there a conspiracy against Sami Zayn? Like that's he didn't have to win that match, and honestly, if he had won that match. Then you immediately rule out his. Is there a conspiracy against Sami Zayn? It's like no, there's not a conspiracy. You just won your match. What are you complaining about? No, he needed to win that match because there's reasons why he needed to win that match. I may not know the reasons now, or the reasons that might might not make sense to you or to anybody at all, or like the reasons could be made up. You know what I mean? But yeah. he 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 needed to win that match. He needed to. He yeah. he had to. Mm-hmm. Was... I mean. I mean, it's not like he's the Intercontinental Champion, you know? It's not like he didn't beat two future Hall of Famers. To either, well, Did he do that to win the title or to retain the title? Um, uh, Je- Jeff Hardy and Styles. I think it was to find out who the actual champion was because they were... Well, I guess it would be to unify the interim title and his title. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not like he's the IC champion. It's not like he defeated two future Hall of Famers, uh, you know, to be solidified as the champion. Um, yeah, I mean, forget all that. I mean, he needed to win. It happens, man. You got stuff. I don't know. Hey, I don't know where he goes from here now. <laughs> he might as well quit and go to AEW. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
the, the whole needing to win matches ramp is over. So after that, after Sammy and Bobby Lashley, which I I didn't have a problem with that match. It it was it is what it is, but it to me it was just continuing continuing that story build for Sammy's. You know, is there a conspiracy against them? Him feeling like there's people out to get him and stuff like that. You know, it, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens and where they take it. Um, hopefully, it's not one of those stories that they just you know, oh we're half the story and then they just drop it and everyone forgets about it. You know. I mean, it wasn't five stars. I don't stars. think so. I'm not saying it was five stars. I'm saying it it was good for what it was. I hear you. I'm just letting you know that I didn't think it was five stars. All right. <laughs> so, after that match, we had Sasha Banks versus Asuka. I think this was a match. This is another match where everyone was saying, Sasha has to win this match. <laughs> like, why? Uh... <laughs> now... I'll I'll have to say this. I'm not saying she had to win the match or she needed to win the match. Uh, I would say that it would have benefited her a little bit more to have won the match. Just because she had like a storyline history of not being able to defend a title or, you know, to keep a streak going after she won a title. Mm -hmm. But had she lost, it's like, okay, so she lost against Oscar. Mm -hmm. Didn't we see a, a... a picture a while ago that, like, of all combined title reigns, she's number one in the past, what, five, ten years? Yeah. Over Charlotte, Becky, Bailey. Oh, but remember, Oscar was buried. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember that? How long, how, how long was she buried again? Uh, when did she lose to Carmella? Yeah, that's when it started. When she, she was looking stupid and when when James Ellsworth was wearing her stuff and she was looking all shocked, that's when the burial started right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, let's see, when she lost to Carmella and then when, even when she was teaming with with, um, with Kyrie and even when she won the, the women's tag team titles and even when Becky handed her the, t- the women's title, the Raw Women's Championship, they were still saying she was she was buried. Because apparently yeah. Becky handing her the title was a stupid way to give up the title. Yeah, she didn't earn it. She didn't win that money in the bank. Uh, <laughs> and those like, tag that, titles, they, they weren't even relevant. They had no no legitimate uh, meaning like, to them. Just there. So This is my thing, though. Okay. So we're going all the way back to money in the bank, right? Where people are like, oh, why Becky just handed the title? Why didn't they like do a proper? I'm like, let me get this right. So let's say instead of saying, hey, this is a Money in the Bank contract match, they said, hey, this is a Money in the Bank match, but it's actually for the women's title. Would that have made a difference for him? Like, would that have been okay? Or would that not have been okay? WWE is so predictable. We want unpredictability. (laughs) They give you unpredictability and they get mad. You know, th- th- there's times where, like, I see a storyline, and, and sometimes I'll raise an eyebrow and I'll say to myself, why did they do that? Like, why did they go that route? And afterwards, I end up understanding, like, um, when, what was it? Uh, oh, when, hey, oh when, sorry. In, in 2018, when they had a, a that Money in the Bank ladder match that... 
Alexa Bliss ended up winning, I heard people like online and podcasters ask, uh, asking questions and stuff like, why is Ronda not like, why is this person in the match and not Ronda Rousey? Why is Ronda not trying to get in the Money in the Bank match? And of course, it makes sense that why put Ronda in a match that's so unpredictable when she's she's undefeated? She's going to win the title regardless. You know, wh- why even put her in a match where she's so heavily favored? You know, it's like you don't want to give her the Money in the Bank title briefcase. She doesn't need the Money in the Bank title briefcase. So it's like that makes sense. That's why they, they put her in a, in a quick match, a, a, a quick um, title match with Nia Jax. And I'm just like, okay, I hear you. That makes sense. Because if Ronda was in that match and she lost, you know, it, it wouldn't look good on her. Especially, mm-hmm. especially you know, seeing as how the only loss she had didn't come until like another 10 months later against Becky. Um, but yeah, the, the same thing with um, same thing with what we're talking about. It's just like the, the stuff makes sense afterwards. Right, I'm going to go on a partial Meltzer rant here because this is some bullshit. So, <laughs> I, I honestly believe Meltzer just hates women's wrestling, especially if it's in the United States now. Uh, I'm, I think I'm 100% convinced of this. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I, I think Meltzer is sexist towards women in the, in the wrestling industry on the in the U.S. at least. Uh, sorry, outside of the Tokyo Dome. Okay. I'm about to say, if it ain't in Japan, he don't he ain't trying and, to hear it. And the reason why I'm saying that for is, I'm looking at the Survivor Series 2020 star ratings. The men's elimination match, which to me was just was bad. It was not a good match. Got 2.5 stars. The women's elimination match, which in my opinion was was much better than the men's, like much better. There's proper story. There was storytelling. There were some high spots. There were some low spots. I mean, it, it was people look like every single one of those women. If you were to tell me they were a challenge, challenge for their respective brand's title, I'd have been like, I could see it. Every single one of them showed. Showed even Lana when she had like her brief two minute like in ring, uh, in ring sh- showcase. Right? He gave that match two stars. No. Yeah, because Lana won. <laughs> I'm so- yeah, Lana winning I'm made so sure much. He hated that. But that's the thing, though. Lana winning made sense with how they did it. They literally told her, "Don't tag." Like they were berating her the entire match. Like at one point, man, I'm watching it and I'm like, "Man, I kind of feel bad for Lana, man." She's like, like she actually did good when she was in the <laughs> ring, and she's now like getting like bullied out of the ring. And low has in time out. <laughs> she exactly. Was sitting there looking so sad. But but that's the thing, like. You saw it happen, and you're like, man, dang, man, I feel so bad for Lana because she was actually doing somewhat decent in the ring. Like, she was doing good. And then she wins it because she, it was a, because of a double counter. Bianca Belair looked like, looked like money when, when, she had her, when she was the last remaining woman on SmackDown. The Riot Squad looked like a legit threat to like a good tag team when they were doing their, their combination moves and stuff. Nia Jackson, Shayna looked look like beast night uh shana getting eliminated with by not letting go of the of her uh, of the submission Fish. smart 
like the whole the whole logic because she's like she passed out before 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 she got to the rope she passed out before the ref didn't see her pass out the ref was just looking at the hand hitting the rope was like you gotta let go you gotta let go and Shane was like no she's already out she's already but like the storytelling throughout the match was there to give this match two stars from Melser just to me so, says that he he does not like women's wrestling period unless it's outside especially if it's outside the Tokyo Dome. If it's in the Tokyo Dome, he'll give it a pass. If it's outside the Tokyo Dome, he doesn't care about it one whatsoever. Right? And then Sasha versus Asuka. What do you think he gives gives that star that match in star ratings? Three. Surprisingly, no. He gave it a three point seven five. But that match was so gr- was such a good well, match as well. Man, it got a little extra boost from him because Asuka was in it, so. And that's my that's the thing. It's like you cannot <laughs> like. That's probably why. So I thought. I wonder if he's doing this for like every show. He gave he gave Serena D versus Allison K two point five from AEW Full Gear, and then Sheeta versus Nyla Rose three point two five. Which, if I remember correctly, no. people hated no. the Sheeta versus Nyla oh, Rose match. Oscar, Oscar, and Sasha was way better than that match. Exactly. <laughs> like this dude is just, and, and what I hate is, so I, I look at this and I know he's full of crap, but there are people out there who will look at Melso's ratings and be like, "Oh my god, this must have been a horrible match because he gave it two stars. I can't watch that match," you know? <laughs> or they'll look at, "Oh, Sam, Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley got one point two five stars," <laughs> bro. Bro, you gave John Moxley and Eddie Kingston four point two five stars. Come on, man, Melzer, just, oh. just just show us your paychecks, man. Show, show us that you get them from AEW already. You know, whenever I see um his star ratings, I I can understand um some of them because some matches have something that other matches don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll admit that. Kingston and Moxley wasn't that great of a match, um, but it did tell a good story. They they were telling a good story for for three weeks, you know, going into it. Um, okay. As far as Oscar uh, and Sasha, um, I felt like that match was better, but there wasn't really a good story going into it. I mean, it's just really brand versus brand, and uh, WWE's really slipped on building up for Survivor Series. Um, I mean, they did a good job the last two years. Uh, this one, you can tell that they just kind of didn't care as much, and I, I can't really fault them too much, you know, with the whole pandemic going on. And um, I mean, we all know that they're in the same building, so you know, one brand invading another brand. I mean, I'm sure they still could have done something with it, um, but I'm trust me, I'm not defending Meltzer in any way because some matches that he gives higher star ratings as compared to other matches, they, they just don't make any sense. Uh, I'm just saying that sometimes, I, especially if you know what he looks for, because these are his ratings. You know, he, he's never said that, that, oh, yeah, this is the overall rating that everybody should, you know. Uh, no, no, okay, so I get what you're talking about, how, like, some, like, there's certain things that some matches don't have and others don't do, like, the story and everything like that. I will always go back to the Shawn HBK versus Undertaker 
WrestleMania 25 and WrestleMania 26, where he said there was no story to the match. Like, are you serious? What do you mean? 26. It was like almost what? um, It started at the Slammies in, what was this, November, December, where HBK wanted like the rematch with Undertaker because he says he was this close to beating him. And then they built literally from there all the way to WrestleMania. I mean, how is there no story? I mean, <laughs> this guy, man. Anyway, I'm done with my Meltzer rant. I was just curious to see what the star ratings were, and it just made me realize I should stop looking at Meltzer yeah, stuff. You already know. <laughs> but, you know, before we even continue with the Survivor Series stuff, there's one other Meltzer thing I want to bring up. And it's the story regarding Braun Strowman. So, going into Monday Night Raw this week, the report came out that, you know, from Meltzer, that Braun Strowman will be facing Drew McIntyre at TLC for the title. Marks were already pissed about it, like, oh, that's going to be a stupid match, blah, 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 whatever. Raw's opening segment saw Braun Strowman put his hands on, um, what's the dude's name? Um, God dang it. What's the ball? I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> but yeah, so he puts his hands on, the, I guess, the, one, the lone authority figure on, on Raw and SmackDown right now. And oh, Adam him. Pierce? Yeah, Adam Pierce. There you go. And headbutts him. Then he proceeds to get himself suspended indefinitely. Following day now, Meltzer's like, yeah, well, plans changed. Uh, <laughs> you know, his famous lines, whenever a prediction he made doesn't doesn't pan out, right? And his story as to why the plans changes is so great. He he's and to break it down, I'm not I don't have the exact quote here, but the gist of the story was the story going around is that Braun Strowman was is hurt and will likely be out for some time. He's dealing with a knee injury. Meltzer then goes on to say that he doesn't he doesn't know if the story is true or not, but if Strowman is at at TLC. You know, if he's not hurt, he'll be at TLC and facing Drew McIntyre. But if he is hurt, he won't be at TLC and won't face Drew McIntyre. Essentially saying, I don't know what's going on. This is just what happened. And um, I'm just going to go throw this out here and hope something sticks. You know? (laughs) So this dude is going from, he's going from literally like, oh, I know everything to look. I'm just going to throw some stupid stuff out there. Hopefully one of it's right. Yeah. Oh, oh classic Meltzer there. I mean, it's like you were saying, like, we, you read all these stories about, like, rumors and stuff that's going around, and 90% of them starts, per Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer, per, per Dave Meltzer, Dave Meltzer states, yeah. Wrestling Observer radio reports, I'm like, bro, do we not realize, have, have yeah. no one realized... What was that? No, people. I saw. I say, anytime I see a post that that says "per that person" or the Wrestling Observer, I just I don't even read it. (laughs) Don't even don't even give it the attention, man. It just blows my mind. But 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 how sad is it though that he has um, been wrong so many times, but yet he's probably the most reliable source as compared to all the other dirt sheets. I mean, cause like I said, you know, like, like you guys said, a lot of times they're like, Oh, 
per this or you know per Meltzer or per the rest of the News Observer or whatever. But a lot of these uh, people don't don't source that. You know, they just they put whatever they hear out there, um, and a, a lot of times it's wrong. But um, it's just like um, how do I say this? Imagine like uh, a baseball team, right? Mm-hmm. They lose like twenty of their last twenty-five games at the end of the season, mm-hmm. but they still win the division. I kind of feel like that's the same thing here, where he's he's gonna be wrong so many times, but as compared to how many times he's right, and and the only reason I say that is bring that up is because nobody ever talks about how right somebody is. People only ever talk about how wrong somebody is. So how many times has he been right? I'm not defending him. I promise <laughs> you that. Um, I'm just saying that it's really sad that he's wrong as many times as he has been, but he's probably still the more most reliable source out there compared to all these so, idiots that do this, you know? That is true. That is, that is very true. Um, I, I would say this though, that, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to like preach it again, but the dude I'm following on Twitter, the Admiral Lord Baron Mont, uh, Mount Evans, dude, I feel like I, I want to know how is he, how is he getting all this information on Meltzer with, in regards to the, like the wrong information. I almost feel like he's just there doing like nonstop research. Like, let's see what, what did Meltzer say Probably. here? <laughs> I mean, I I could easily see him, yeah, because that's something I would do. I'd be like, okay, when did this all start? Nineteen eighty one. All right, cool. Let me read. Let me read. If if something comes out that he knows for a fact, you know, wasn't what he said, he'll probably call it out. Or you know, just listening to podcasts and YouTube shoots, I'm pretty sure people will mention, oh yeah, this idiot Meltzer. Oh yeah, well, the Meltzer said this, but it, you know, he was wrong. So. Go back and do a little research, and that—that's that, that, what I would do. I'm not saying that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do that already in the the text thread. <laughs> like, oh, you remember you said this six months ago? Like, yo, I don't even remember that. <laughs> hey, I only do that whenever y'all, whenever y'all be, you know, reacting goofy to the things that I say. You were no, like, bro. bro, why would they do that? And I'm like, oh, you, you don't think they would do that? Remember seven months ago when I said this and they did it? <laughs> Whatever, bro. Uh, here, here's one. Uh, this this was kind of shocking. So uh, I'm just finding one of these tweets. He goes in November twenty in the November 29th, nineteen ninety nine issue of the Observer. Leading leading wrestling es- expert and historian Dave Meltzer wrote that Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr. hadn't teamed up in Japan since nineteen eighty seven. Continues the tweet by saying, "Here's some footage of them teaming up in Japan in 1991." <laughs> Whoa! Hey man, plans I, change. Look, four years later, bro. <laughs> 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 no, you know what that is? Long-term storytelling. Oh. Look, all, all I'm saying is, I figured since it was in Japan, Meltzer would have been on top of this and know this, known this right off the bat. <laughs> You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, hey, isn't this the isn't this the episode where me and Kale go to court? No, uh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, that was supposed to be last week, but plans changed, no. man. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we still need to do that. Yeah, that'll be for another day. <laughs> nah, nah, it'll be for tonight, bro. I'm gonna talk nah, for nah. three minutes. You're gonna talk for three minutes, and then I don't have my will. case files with me. I'm I'm gonna have to get with my assistant to get that stuff. I'm sorry, man. How did, I gotta... you, how, did, how did you stand so strongly behind it before if you didn't have your case files? With you? Look, man. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I, plans changed. I mean, when you write, you don't need to be ready, bro. You you write. Am yeah, I want to. I want to have fact. I want to have like dates and timestamps, and like I want to have all that information for you. Okay, that, that's how. That's how right yeah. I am. I want to make sure I have all that information correct. I just did that bit that Britney Spears yawn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's here's one more Dave Meltzer, uh, fupa. Um, in April twenty nine, in the April twenty ninth. Uh, 2002 issue of Observer. Dave said that Lutez was in the hospital, but he's in, but he's progressing, and the progress is good. Uh, do you know that day Lutez died? Twenty eighth. He died on April twenty eighth, two thousand two. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. That's is wrong again. <laughs> 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 That's big wrong. Golly. Yeah. Hey, plans change. Hey, oh wow. Uh okay. Maybe maybe he got the news that he was still alive and then after he put the story out, then he passed. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Give him the benefit of the doubt. But he no, he's still wrong. He's I know still. what it is. I, I I know exactly what it is. What? Does it does it tell you where where he died? No, it doesn't. I'm assuming in in, a, in the United States. Melton <laughs> was in Japan at the time. <laughs> where the, uh, where the time was ahead by six seven hours. Uh, uh, when you put it out, it was okay. That that might make some sense there. <laughs> oh man, he's still wrong though. <laughs> Wait. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the okay. Okay, so Dumbert Melser, we're going back t- back to uh Team Raw, Team SmackDown. Um well actually th- the women's match is over. Lana was a sole survivor. I thought it made sense. Of course some people aren't happy with it, you know. How's Lana gonna be the sole survivor? You know, blah Lana this La- these are the you same know, people. These are the same people that were complaining that Lana's being treated badly in WWE when Nia Jax put her through the table what nine times. Yeah, more than enough times. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, bro? In my opinion, Lana needed to win that match. She, she had to win that. Match. But I mean, to me, that match just—it just made sense. Like how, first off. For weeks now, like a couple weeks before the pay-per-view, we were saying that, watch, Lana's probably going to be the sole survivor of this match based on how everything was being booked. Her getting put through the table every single week, them keep talking about how she keeps coming back. You know, she was going to be the sole survivor. Granted, it was a very interesting way to make her the sole survivor. Like you said, people say WWE is predictable. I didn't see that happening. I didn't see it happening like that, at least. And like you said, man, they they made it make sense. And every the, the way everybody got eliminated, 
uh, you know, disqualified count out. I, you know, I, I feel like the count out is, is an easy way out, but I mean, if they make it look good, then well, that's the thing. Like it, it was like, um, Bianca Belair was cho- first. She was choked out cold by Shayna Baszler. Shayna got disqualified because she didn't let go. The Nia continued to like beat her down outside the ring, so she's already like weakened and tired. And the Nia goes to like charge her through the wall, and somehow Bianca like shult- back shoulder drops her over the top over the barricade, and she didn't have enough strength to get back into the ring at, like in time. She that it made perfect sense. Them. Bro, she is the strongest. Don't play. <laughs> yes, she picked up Nia Jax. Be disrespectful like that. Being yeah, like all the, like the eliminations and everything, it just made sense. Like the whole match made sense. You know, no yeah, one, no one got pinned by Lana, so no one should be like, "Oh, well, Lana eliminated this person. That person's buried now." None of that happened. All <laughs> like. Everything made sense. Even the following night on Monday night where, where Asuka's like, you know what? You you want a title match since you're the lone survivor? You got it. Like everything made sense. But yeah, of course, people are upset because it was Lana. You were mad when Lana was getting put through tables. You're mad when she gets a win. What do you want? I don't I don't get the consistency, bro. I but... don't. <laughs> like go ahead. I, I just don't get it. I'm sorry. Inconsistent. Yeah. And then we finished off with Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. And I going into this match, I was like, how like <laughs> you know <laughs> who gets the who who loses this match and how's it how's it gonna end, you know? Like I was a little curious how they're gonna how they're gonna work this match. I mean, well, they were they were gonna both get in the ring, and they were gonna do um, a flurry of moves on each other, um, po- uh, you know, power moves because they're, they're big guys. Uh, one is probably gonna hope to hit a big move on another one, and try to go for the pin and try Look, to get the one. All I'm saying is, oh, both yeah. these guys kicked out of F5s, man. <laughs> How you gonna how you gonna put them down? <laughs> but but only one beat the Undertaker. Don't forget that. Mm, that is true. <laughs> that is <Yeah>. true. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was it for pretty much Survivor Series. It was a good show. If you hadn't watched it, I I I'll say watch it. Probably just skip the men's match and, and watch the rest of them. It, it was a good match. It was a good show overall. Um, hey, I remember when we when we went to Elimination Chamber almost two years ago, and uh, there was this guy on Instagram that was like, uh, what did he say? Uh, Kofi didn't win, and somebody else, there was another black wrestler that lost the match, and he oh, was like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, yep, leave it to Missing Man, you know, to, to let the, uh, I, I don't want to say the derogatory word, like, he won't let black people win. And I commented on this thing, and I was like, didn't Sasha win a tag team title? <laughs> the, the new tag team title? <laughs> but you know what, though? But you know what, though? Um, Sasha and Bailey needed to win. Oh, my they God. Oh, that's the new phrase. We'll add that to the, uh, to the book. 
Hey, bro, do, do you guys realize how, how freaking awesome that is? Like, looking back on it now, we were there for the inaugural women's tag team title match in an elimination chamber, and it was Sasha and Bayley that won. Yep. It's pretty crazy to think about. That match was 33 minutes long. Good God. Wait, wasn't that the same night that they announced the um, the Royal Rumble contest too? Yeah. Yeah, and I entered once and I won. <laughs> Talking about luck. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? And you know, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. I kind of, I kind of wish that you didn't win. I know those um, seats were kind of. Uh, bro, like you would think, the closer you are, the better. Yeah. It, it really is not the case. I mean, th- no, was, sir. Were, were were your seats any better? Because I remember we. I yeah, I, I was good. But we had that stupid light. Yeah. That I, stupid, stupid light. Man. No, I was good because I was behind the dugout. I was oh, up. Oh man, yeah. That there was a beam that was in the way to begin <laughs> with. So anybody who did a top rope maneuver off that oh, corner, yeah. we couldn't see it. Yeah. Um, and. I, 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 the, the light was so bright that I had to hold my hand up <laughs> to cover the light. And then it was so bad. Like, it, it was so bad that during the women's Royal Rumble match, I actually got up and walked away for about 20, 25 minutes <laughs> to walk to the other side of, of the <laughs> and just stood there because it was, it was horrible. Like, no, don't get me wrong, but I, I, I really appreciate, yeah. you know, you, you inviting me, you know. Uh, we no, saved some money there, but I'll be honest, man. Like, I'm still trying to figure out. I guess it's for the extra lighting and stuff. But I remember when we were talking about, oh, how are they going to set up for the set up the ring and everything? We're like, bro, it doesn't matter. We're going to be able to look at the outfield um, screen if if anything's object mm-hmm. ob- like obstructing us. And the thing that was obstructing us the most <laughs> was that canopy that they had over the ring. The fucking the same one they use for WrestleMania. Like, I think they use the exact same setup because remember, people's complaining about the lights at Mania, too. Yeah. It was bad. I also feel like they just need to do away with that for indoor arenas or stadiums and stuff like that in general, man. Like, I get you want to have all those cool lights and everything, but... Yeah, it's overkill. People can't see. Yeah, like... (laughs) It's bad. It was annoying. You know what else we went to? The first of War Games. Yeah, um, I, went, I went there too, yeah. Um, and speaking of War Games, looks like uh, looks like War Games is going to be pretty interesting this year. I, I thought, so okay, for the women's side of it, before this, this week's NXT, I thought it was going to be Shotzi, Tony, Ember and someone else versus um, Candice, Dakota, um, what's her face? Raquel and, oh my God, what's Candice's little sidekick's name? Uh, I'm trying to blank her name. Wow, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you think about it. (laughs) Can't remember her name. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What does she look like, bro? I can't. I can't remember her name. God dang it! Wow. I'm gonna have to look it up, man. What does she look like, bro? Yeah. I, I guarantee y'all figure it out. 
No, no, no. You, you guys know who it is. You just don't want to tell me who it is. Yeah. No, I, I really don't know who it is, bro. Wow. Man. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm still shocked that Candace. How did Candace get, get this kind of? Uh, uh, <laughs> how, how, how is she at the top of the pecking order? Like, Indy like, Hartwell. Oh, uh, Indy Hartwell. Is it even match? No, she's not. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I thought, I thought the original lineup was going to be. You know those four versus four, including um, with, with Shotzi. But apparently, it's going to be um, Candice, Dakota, Tony, and um, and Raquel versus. I'm guessing Shotzi, Ember, Rhea, and Io. I'm. That's what I'm thinking. The the, the match is going to be. Yeah, because um, yeah, Io got yeah. jumped. Yeah, fucking title to the face. Yeah, they jumped Io too. No, I don't think they're defending. Uh, I don't think they're defending the women's the women's championship at at Takeover War Games. Oh, that's, that's they, they haven't they haven't announced anything yet. But yeah, I feel sorry for don't look Lockie, like it, man. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the the the, the roster for for, for NXT, and it goes Tegan Knox inactive torn ACL. I'm like, oh, sorry, she tore her other ACL. I'm telling you. <laughs> She has the worst luck. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Like, so, I say, like real life, I feel bad for her. Hope she gets, you know, yeah, uh, a full recovery. But character wise, <laughs> hope Dakota you kicks her in the face again. <laughs> you know what, bro? That's that's long term Tory tip. Long, but look at me. I'm gonna get it getting confused. I said long term storytelling, <laughs> it's long term storytelling. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, in that war games match, the other war games match, of course, we already know the two sides it's Pat McAfee, um, the only Lorcan Danny Birch, and Pete Dunn versus Undisputed Era. Pat McAfee can't be better than what he would in the match than he had with with Adam Cole, can he? I, I think you guys gave Pat McAfee too much credit. I mean, he he's not. I mean, he, the dude played in the NFL. I mean, it's not like he's you know like a three hundred and twenty pound defensive lineman. He he is athletic. You know, he is an athlete. So some of the stuff that he did. Didn't surprise me as much. Now that freaking uh, flip off the top rope, that surprised me. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say that was impressive. <laughs> uh, but everything else was like, you know, like textbook sure stuff. Did. Yeah, and then and that's the textbook example of why AEW oh, is winning in the uh, eighteen to thirty-five. Bro, Bro. Sp- speaking of, of demos, they are slicing and dicing. Those demos, like to get every uh, possible, um, like I guess category out of that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like first it was the eighteen to forty nine. No, no, the overall. At first it was the overall. Then when they lost the overall, it was like, well, we still got the key demo eighteen to forty nine. Um, and then what did Alvarez? Uh, was it Alvarez or Melter that said uh that more Young girls watch AEW and NXT. Yeah, from 
Like what? And and now instead of as soon as they lose the eighteen to forty nine demo, it's like, well, we still got the eighteen to thirty four demo. <laughs> it's all about the demos, man. And then now that the the eighteen to thirty four demo are split, you got the men and the women. <laughs> uh. Bro, if we ain't talking about PlayStation Underground, I don't know nothing about no demos. <laughs> That's the only demos I know about. And my demo that came with my stuffed crust pizza. That's all I remember. Uh, I'm just looking up any last minute news here before we call we we sign off on this episode, guys. Let's see. We had Kenny Omega getting attacked by John Moxley. Okay. I almost said Dean Moxley there. <laughs> Have you guys uh, noticed that I don't ever call like whenever in our group messages, I never refer to him as Moxley. I always refer to him as Ambrose. I've noticed that. I mean, <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, we have Cody Rhodes being called out as a bully by a former writer. <laughs> Sorry, so not writer, producer. Things, so, two things on that. One, mm-hmm. if the guy's lying, mm-hmm. okay, the guy's lying. But then, yeah. two, why does the guy no longer work there? I thought yeah. AEW doesn't fire people. Exactly. I thought WWE is the only place that the evil place that does that. Uh huh. Especially during a pandemic, right? And then why would anybody ever touch, you know, the godlike angelic uh, Cody Rhodes? Mm hmm. The Prince of Wrestling. Now, what I found funny, what I did find funny about. I found funny about the whole story that came out. Okay. <laughs> Bro, that story got swept under the rug. Like, we saw it one day, and after that, psh, I didn't see nothing else on it at yeah. all. Well, all you, what you saw from the, from the AEW fans and AEW marks was, oh, this guy's a stalker. He's, he's the one that's, he, he shouldn't have been there in the first place. Cody probably had just cause to fire him. Cody was more looking out for himself and his safety than the guy, than, you know, and that's why the guy's upset at him. I'm like, what? Man, they so fickle, bro. Yeah. So, oh God. No, like they, they they really make themselves look stupid. Like I, I bro, I the word stupid is rarely ever in my vocabulary. I only ever say it whenever um I'm quoting somebody else or their people are being fucking stupid. You know, it's like it, it's it's so crazy how no matter what they do, they're gonna defend it. It's like we love we love WWE, mm-hmm. but we're not above you know talking shit about the dumb shit that they do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about just storylines. I'm talking about you know outside stuff too. Yeah, you know, look at Zelina Vega losing her job. I'm like, you know, I I understand it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, uh, can we figure something out? Like, it was that extreme. Like they went straight to 100. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. Well, okay. So I'm not trying to defend WWE and stuff here, but from from what they from the rumors that were going around was that they talked to her about it. They they tried to work something out. She went ahead and created the OnlyFans after they talked to her about the other social media stuff, and that was the like they from what they're saying is that they forced W she forced WWE's hand essentially to fire her. So it wasn't well, like it wasn't like she had all this stuff and then they were like, Yeah, we're gonna fire you now. It was like 
look, you kind of can't do some of the stuff that you're doing. And then she's like, yeah, okay, well, here I have an OnlyFans account now. <laughs> it's like, so I said, I'm not trying to defend WWE. I'm just saying that's kind of what the story that was going around was. Right. Well, I mean, I, I wasn't necessarily trying to pick on that specifically. Just the, the overall of, you know, when it first came out that WWE was having a problem with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, it was a thing because you are, you heard, I think AJ Styles was kind of vocal about it. Paige mm-hmm. was definitely vocal about it. Um, if they really had a problem with it, you know, all of us were looking at each other like, why? Huh? Mm-hmm. Like, so they can't they can't play video games or, or whatever. And of course, mm-hmm. after we learned a little bit more about, you know, if if they're cursing or if they're using inappropriate language or stuff yeah. like that, okay, we understand that. But at the same time, it's just like, um, it's like, it, uh, in essence, it's just like really dumb that they want to take control of that, you know, of, of every little thing. You know, I know people talk about the whole independent contractor stuff like that. I I, I definitely don't want to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that WWE goes a little too far with trying to control everything. Yeah, I think that's one of the problems when you look at it. Because I think one of the things we have to understand is that they're a publicly traded company. So I'm sure some of the stuff that they get pushed back on that they have to, like, that they try to crack down on superstars with... Is stuff that they're probably hearing from like their shareholders and stuff as well, you know. Well, you know what? Um, I'm a shareholder in WWE stock, so I'm gonna email WWE and let them know <sighs> what I think about the situation. Yeah, and with that, folks, that's how we're gonna end it. We're gonna we're gonna wait to hear back from that email. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for today's show, guys. I'm your host as always, Khaled, Donald, Javi. See you guys next time. We're out. See you later. Not say anything this time, Javi? I was about to, but I decided not. You sure you don't say anything this time? Nothing? Zero? Donald kind of stole my thunder when he said see you later. Because that's what I was going to say. Okay. All right. Well, with that, folks, we're out. See ya. (laughs) 